0: It's time, it's once it's again, the time for everybody to come aboard the... Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I was going to go for the hotel. I I thought
1: you were actually going to say it. I was like, (laughs) in my mind, I'm just screaming PG.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've had some podcasts Uh, where we've pushed the PG envelope. Uh, The last
1: podcast, yeah, we
0: definitely pushed. We certainly did. But we're having a great time doing it, aren't we? Yes. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And you're listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook. We're all over the place. We got commercials now so we can pay these gimmicks we call. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was listening to the podcast. The I, was podcast. I was too I was too I was one listening to the one with Vince Russo and Goldberg. I was listening to both I of them. You know
1: what I realized? What's up? I, I feel like I don't know Goldberg. Okay. If I did know him, I feel like I wouldn't like him. Yeah, he comes Doesn't off a he little give you that jerkish douchebag kind of like I'm a dick. He's coming like, off a little that way yeah, in this Austin podcast. Yeah, even with Austin, it's just like, oh man, I can see why he wasn't a favorite in the locker room. Like he's
0: yeah, and he got pushed to the moon real, real quick, and then yeah. he jumped companies.
1: Oh, man, yeah, so, crazy. So, quick bit. All right, this yeah. is like a little gossip train here, but... It's what we do. Yeah. So, so you know, Goldberg always denies having lost the fight to Jericho. Right. Did you hear Jericho's recent interview with Shane Holmes? That one I haven't listened to yet. Okay. That's on my list. All right, so once you listen to it, you'll find out that actually Shane uh, the Hurricane Holmes. Was actually there and had to, you know, physically pull Jericho off of Goldberg. So the rumors apparently are true that Jericho did get Goldberg in a headlock and Goldberg was losing the fight. <laughs> Even though Goldberg to this day denies. Oh, he'll deny it. Yeah. Up and down. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was a good ep- uh That was a very good podcast with Shane Helms. Jericho. Um, and Jericho, yes. Uh, I heard Shane Helms before on Austin's podcast and I, I really didn't get much from it, but you really learned a lot. From Jericho, and I, I think it's because they were buddies. They used to be road buddies. They did. They traveled together, so I think you know, you always more open with you know your friends. So it was a great podcast learning about his his story.
0: All right. So uh, absolutely, go out, listen to other podcasts. Listen to this podcast all the way through first, but uh, definitely Jericho. Uh, Austin, Jim Ross, uh, they yeah. put on some great podcasts. So, uh, get out there, podcast one. Of course, they're not paying us, so we're not going
1: to promote them. Um, we need to get paid more for this. All right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why I'm talking about other podcasts on our own <laughs> podcast, I don't know. But I will say, do you listen to Vince Russo's podcast?
0: Um, the one is called Vince Russo's the brand. brand. Yeah. Uh, it's too much for me, man. Vince Russo, I can only take in small doses. Really? Okay.
1: I don't listen to I haven't listened to it though, but I, I haven't, but have you? Yes. Okay. I, I will say this. When he does it, it's called Vince Russo's The Swerve. Sure. And that's when he interviews people. Okay. I will say this. Vince Russo is very good at interviewing talent. Like, he's good. The way he structures his questions, what he's getting out of them, he's good. I don't listen to his other stuff where he's mostly just harping on the attitude there because... At some point, it's just like, brother, you got to let it go. You got to like, let you, it go. You got to let it go. Like, we know the Attitude Era was the best era in wrestling, but it, it's over with, man. There's no point in keep comparing this today with the Attitude Era. Right. It ain't going back there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... They might try. They're trying to get pieces
0: of it back with this brand extension, with this split. They might try to redo both shows. We're all on SmackDown. But I don't know. I know. Vince Russo got to let it go.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's gone, all right? It's gone.
0: And that's one thing of why I can't listen to him in large doses, because... He will talk, and he'll say, Eric, he'll say, big up, you know, he won't finish sentences. Yeah. He, bro, he just goes I gotta on. tell you. Right, bro, <laughs> let me tell you something, something. Steve. Yeah. And he went on a rant, this was funny, at the end of uh, one of the... Um, Austin podcast, and he just went off, and he was like, "Steve, he gave us like two, three minute build up. Steve, I gotta ask you a question. Being on the podcast for two to three years, Steve, does your wife expect you to do the dishes?" <laughs> and, and and he just yeah. went off. Oh. Oh, yeah. I thought it was funny, but I'm like, "Wow, Vince Russo, man! I tell you yeah. what, he wrote some good stuff, but then he also wrote, you know, uh, you know, Buff Bagwell's mom on a pole match or whatever that was.
1: So he wrote some yeah. some stinkers too." But uh, listen to other podcasts. Yes, I mean his whole run in WCW. I mean, some people consider it a stinker. Some people consider him the reason WCW failed. I don't exactly know if it was true. So I think that it was on its way down. He happened to jump on ship. Yeah, at a time where it was. You could see it gonna go down. I thought that they thought he could probably be the savior of it because by this time NWO had run its course. You right. know, they just kept bringing it back and they like wouldn't more let people it go. In yeah, and like twenty eight yeah, people exactly. in the NWO. So by the time nineteen ninety nine rolled around, it was like, all right, we, we've had enough of NWO. Yeah, and uh, they they kept it going. And I, Vince Russo couldn't save it. That's the point. Uh, and you know, nobody so, could save it. Right. Yeah, and
0: WWE was doing real well with the Attitude Era, and they weren't, they weren't getting beat at all. Once Nitro had its run, uh, WCW had its run. It was kind of going downhill. Uh, didn't really foresee Vince buying them that quick, but hey, why not? You know, that's what you do. Right. Um, but, uh, exciting time in the wrestling then. I think we're coming up to an exciting time in the wrestling now. I'm going to be a fan no matter what, you know, whether it goes up, whether it goes down. Uh, we love wrestling. That's why we do this. That's why
1: we do this. Um, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're, we're just, just fans. fans. Ah. So I will say I, I'm very excited about it. It's not what it's not next week. It's the week after that from when we're recording this that uh Smackdown goes live. That's right. SmackDown goes live on Tuesday
0: nights on the USA network, Tuesday, July nineteenth. When's um, the draft? That's the same day. They're doing the draft on the first live SmackDown. Ah, that's when they're doing the draft. Yeah. Okay, I thought they might do it on a Raw. Okay. No, no. Uh and actually what I just read before this podcast, Vince McMahon. Uh, Mr. McMahon is going to be on Monday Night Raw this upcoming week. So, I don't know if he's going to come out and address the whole Triple H, the authority thing, or address the draft thing. Probably more like the draft and the brand split, you know, just to promote it. Where is Triple H? Triple H, I mean, he's been working behind the scenes at corporate like he always does. He's been on a couple of the foreign tours uh, wrestling, and he's gone on the foreign tours as well. Uh, Will he come back on TV? Will he wrestle? I don't know. Um, Actually... We're going to get into this, uh, of course. Um, this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, on this show, we're going to talk about uh, WWE. We're going to talk about UFC, which depending on when you're watching uh, UFC, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, UFC probably just recently happened. Yeah,
1: so most people hear this after yeah, UFC 200. Right. But we've got to talk about UFC 200, man. Oh,
0: there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of cross-promotion going on with UFC and WWE right now. Yes. And today live here at the mansion love this uh we're gonna have a guest in the house from ewa pro wrestling um he is very familiar with our previous guest which was jason drake and miss rizzo so he is hashtag pat anthony one of the ewa uh pro wrestling uh favorites and
1: uh, one of those guys that's just been around a while and we're gonna talk to him and i'm very excited uh we already talked with Jason Drake and Ms. Rizzo we did. about that clinic those guys put on that Faith No More too. That's right. So that now we'll fantastic get, match. Yeah, now we'll get uh, hashtag Pat, Pat Anthony's version
0: of uh, what went down. That's right. And he does have a social media ambassador by the name of Violet. Uh, I'm not sure if she's going to be in the house or if, or if we're going to be able to call her or contact her or get her after the fact. But uh, I know she was very excited. She always has an opinion. And uh, we do have water on the table here at the mansion, and uh, she's famous for throwing water into people's faces. So I was going to keep the water away from her just in case she comes in. Um, But anyway, uh, that's the introduction. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of different things today. But uh, Dirty, Ugly Wrestling Podcast, Big Ugly, what you got before we take it into break and then come back with hashtag Pat Anthony. So
1: before we go in, let's just kind of set it up here. Setting it up. For the UFC 200 card. Yes, oh yes. Who who are we
0: going to be talking about here? Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking about John Jones, because everybody's oh, talking about God. John Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, how he messed up, uh, and how he got taken out of the main event picture at the UFC. And now, ben, main event is replaced
1: with the women's championship. How about line. that? I'm actually pretty excited about I'm that. I'm excited about this fight. Um, I want Misha Tate to keep the belt. I'm sorry, I'm getting too much into it. I know. So, we got Misha Tate, and I forget the girl's first name, but her last name is Nunez. Nunez, right. Uh, we got Brock Lesnar. Brock
0: and, uh Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt, and that's going to be interesting, too, seeing uh, Brock Lesnar coming up with a little bit of this. He's just saying, you know, hey, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm excited about the opportunity. I wonder if they'll play his WWE entrance music. That would be awesome. Because yeah. they, they are having a little bit of cross-promotion. You know, UFC's talking about WWE. WWE's
1: talking about UFC. Yeah. So, yeah. why not, right? Why not? I would love it. Um, we got, uh, who am I forgetting here? We got, oh, Daniel Cormier yes. versus Anderson Silva. The belt is not on the, the line. The belt
0: is not on the line because, of course, taking and changing this main event match a couple days right. beforehand, there's no way you can put right. somebody else in and right. give them a title they, shot. Yeah, so we're still
1: doing a match. Give Cormier a payday. You know, he deserves it. He's been I'm glad that. about that because yeah. Cormier's been built
0: up and building up, and he, he needs to be on this card. Right, yeah, he, he should deserves be. To He deserves to be on it, this card. Right. Um, what if he loses? What if he loses? If if Cormier loses first right? of all,
1: I don't see it happening. I don't but, see it happening but what either. What if he loses? Yeah. If he non-title against Silva. It's not going to look good and no. it's not going to look good at all um and it's really going to make Silva look like a bad like a million like bucks. Like, a million, like you know here you have a guy who Silva fights at middleweight, you right. know, coming you know fighting a guy in the light heavyweight division. You know, it's going to make Silva look like he deserves a title shot. Absolutely. I don't see it happening because Silva recently is coming off surgery. He hasn't been training for a fight. And this is a big challenge. Like, yeah, Daniel Cormier, you know, he lost to John Jones. But Daniel Cormier is a good fighter. You know, he's 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 got one defeat on his record. uh, uh, Silva has had, you know, a string of defeats. And then he had a win recently. Um, But coming off of surgery, haven't really been training for this top-notch fight. I personally don't think he has an in him. But I give him all the credit in the world for taking it because he, he could have just stood down. He absolutely could have. Yeah, he took the opportunity. He, and so. he a couple days before the fight, changing up the
0: fight, changing up the styles, changing up the weights. I mean, it makes it pretty interesting. So, uh, I don't see Silva coming out on top. I see Cormier winning. Um, I don't know about Lesnar and Hunt. Um, you got to put this in perspective, WWE, Brock Lesnar, for the past three, four years, he's been in the entertainment world, but Brock Lesnar is a natural fighter. He can go in there and mix it up, but Hunt is no slouch either. Not at all. I mean, yeah. Hunt's a badass, yeah. Yeah. so I, I don't know. But there
1: has to be some fight rust on Brock Lesnar. He's been out of the game for about five years now, hasn't yeah. been in a professional fight. I'm sure he's trained hard. He's sure. he's, he's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Damn in it. it. <laughs> yeah. He said so, he was in
0: a great training camp, yeah. so, I mean, that's what he does. That's, what he, that's where he went. And also, just another side note on Brock Lesnar, this is what we do, Ugly. Um, his opponent for SummerSlam has been announced. Randy Orton. The Viper, who's been out on injury himself for quite a while, and I think his first comeback's going to be at SummerSlam. How do you feel about that?
1: You know, I, I don't mind the fact that it's going to be Randy Orton. I don't like that they announced it. I don't like that it it, it wasn't really no storyline build. It was kind of just like, you know, all right, we're building these two guys together. I was hoping when Randy Orton came back that he would make, like, some type of big impact, like a surprise entrance, you know, something like we see Seth Rollins because everybody loves to see the RKO hit out of nowhere. Oh, sure. Or, or to hear that music hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so um, but, you know, I think as, as far as the match goes, I, I guess it should be decent. Uh. I mean, We're talking about two guys that came into the business around the same time. Uh, I've never seen them work together, but I'm pretty sure they have. Matter of fact, their first, uh, one of their first matches in the business was down in
0: OVW, which was developmental WWE at the time. And they faced each other. So, um, And this was way, way back when. But both guys really have a great understanding of the business. Both guys really like to entertain. Both guys are very athletic. I like the matchup. I kind of, I kind of see what you're saying about... No, just kind of throwing them in there. This is what's happening. So now they have almost six to seven weeks to build this. Uh, I don't know if one or both of them will be on TV. Brock Lesnar fighting at UFC. Randy Orton coming off an injury. They're going to build it. And both of these guys, now, as long as Heyman does all the talking, (laughs) for Lesnar, Randy Orton can hold his own. Absolutely, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see because I don't know if in WWE, if we have seen this match or if we have, it just kind of got fell by the wayside, like on a raw or on a Smackdown or something like yeah. that. It's never been a high profile match. So I'm, I'm liking it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like it. All, only thing I like the two competitors coming together. Um, it, it's just a storyline thing that I was like, I wish would have been done better. You know, more of a surprise, but yeah. can't always have surprise. So I get it.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got Battleground coming up. We got SummerSlam coming up. NXT TakeOver 2 from Brooklyn coming up. And I'm sure we're going to be getting into this stuff in more future podcasts. But uh, we're going to take a little pause for the cause right now. Swig of water. Swig water. For the water working man. For the working man. But neither one of us are working today. Yeah. Uh, except for the podcast. Right. You know, we ain't
1: working. <laughs> this is what we do. Mm and we actually took a, a little really swig of water at the same time. That was a shoot. Yeah. That was a shoot.
0: Uh, but we're gonna come back with hashtag Pat Anthony right here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yep. Yeah. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that info and EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We're back on the Dirty, Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Big Ugly. You and I start talking offline. We start talking when this thing's not recording, and we're like, man, we should be recording. This. Yeah, we should be recording. Uh, we're still waiting
1: for our guests.
0: Hashtag Pat Anthony. You know, I, I think he's a great talent. He works on his own schedule, obviously. Um, huge following on social media, you know. Um, but... Um, he works on his own schedule, and uh, I believe he just uh, competed last night in uh, another promotion that's not EWA, so we won't put them over. Um, so, but I mean, he he promotes uh, he promotes himself well, and he gets around, so he does something well. So, you just showed me a picture of Ryback. Uh, apparently, has just gone through some sort of, sort of facial surgery.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing I knew Ryback had recently an operation, uh, and so yeah, he just. He, he reached out an operation, and it's a picture he posted on Twitter. And which he's still in the hospital, his nose and everything is bandaged up. And he wrote a little caption underneath which said, feeling like at CM Punk after his first fight. Oh, man. Not the 16 mock 1s he lost the first real one. Is he still pressing that issue? He is still pressing uh, the issue, man. He, he really had a problem with CM Punk, which is funny because I feel like When CM Punk first came out and kind of dissed him, you really didn't get a response from Ryback, but it's been more like recently for the past year. It's like... He was, it's like it angered him again. Like he just like heard it again. and was like, all right, now I'm pissed off. I guess that's
0: because they're in two different worlds now. And, uh, you know, you can poke the bear, tease the beast or whatever the case may be. I guess he doesn't care now, but, uh, you know, that one pay-per-view where Ryback was on the pre-show cause he was the pre-show killer or whatever it was, <laughs> which was awesome. Um, and, uh, he came out and it, it was in Chicago and he actually did the thing where he was drawing the line in the sand, looking at the watch and he said, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know he was re- he's really poking the beast. Will CM Punk ever come back to the WWE? I think we
1: might have talked about this. We before. talked about it a little bit. He's going to come back. I say uh, Hall of Fame. I don't think he'll ever wrestle there again. You think he'll be in the Hall of Fame? I think you have to put CM Punk in the Hall of Fame, man. He's he's a huge huge draw for WWE. I, I don't think that you don't put CM Punk in the Hall of Fame. Now I don't say I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon. He might be one of these Ultimate Warrior guys where you know we're talking. You know, 20 years down the road, you know what I mean? After things are kind of said and done. You know, um, but I I don't see him working. Yeah, working WWE again. I mean, and and with the people in China, I mean, I mean, think about the way he blasted, you know, Triple H you know uh, he did. uh wrestlers in the locker room like Ryback you know I mean he he kind of buried people so he did but I mean anybody else
0: you know you look at Warrior you know they had lawsuits back and forth forever um Hogan you know they had problems back and forth when he left for WCW and came back I mean so Vince is
1: always about doing business Vince is about doing business but the other person has to want to do business and I think Punk to me, just seems a little bit too prideful. You know what I mean? Like he seen. It seems like he's a type of person that's like, even if he wanted to go back and wrestle, like he had an itch for it, he would feel like he shouldn't do it because he told everybody that he wasn't doing it again. You know what I mean? This is true. So it's like, oh, I can't go back on my word. You know, I made this big fuss about how you know I stand by my principles, and then you know I'm going back, and you know he probably think people is like, oh, he's crawling back to wrestling. <laughs> so even if he wanted to. He would probably keep himself from doing it. The real testament would be if he goes and wrestles again. Like, if he goes to another promotion.
0: Oh, yeah. You know. And that's going to be tough, though, right. because, I mean, if he goes to anywhere like TNA, Lucha Underground, uh, Ring of Honor, any, back to Ring of Honor, anything like that. I mean, it's going to be on a much lower scale. Um, so, I know he wanted to, he felt like he deserved to be in the big main event picture, the WrestleMania main event. Um you know, I think if he came back that they would work to put him in that spot. Right. Um, but, and, and here's another question. He teased UFC and MMA for so long. Will he ever actually do that? <laughs> will he actually have the fight that he got signed
1: for in UFC? Against like, the Power Rangers. Yeah,
0: what was it? Like two years ago? A couple years ago. He got signed yeah. and then it, he's like, oh, I got injured during training camp. And then, oh, they signed the fight again. And, oh, they can't do it for another reason. Right. Will
1: that ever happen? Wait, you just said against a Power Ranger. What are you talking about? Uh,
0: what was the guy's name? He looked like the Green Power Ranger. Or oh, something the Green like that. Ranger.
1: He's not fighting him, is he? He was. I thought that was the first match that they signed on that. I thought it was some other rookie guy. Like the, I mean, don't get me wrong, the <laughs> Green. The Green could r- anybody. Yeah, the Green Ranger has fought in MMA before, and I think he's won. Like he's fought like once or twice, but I don't think it was him. Jason, I, his name is like Jason something. I can't remember. Yeah, Jason Frank or something like that. Yeah, but. I don't know but to get back to the question, I don't know if CM Punk is going to actually fight. I all right, he needs to get healthy and stay healthy. I think he's a lot healthier now than he was when he left WWE because he was talking about that staph infection. and yeah. talking about just getting beat up on the road yeah. all the time. Well, he's he's healthy in essence, but I mean like the fight got postponed because he got injured during training. Right. And he's not getting any younger. I'ma say <laughs> I'm gonna say, listen, he does the one fight. Win or lose, I don't see him fighting again. Okay. He's going to do the one fight, all right, because he's got to do the one fight. I don't, I don't see him fighting after that. After that, I see him taking a break. He's going to realize, listen, I'm pushing 40. Uh, I probably want to wrestle again. We see him at some other promotion. CM How about Punk does a
0: during UFC 200, Brock Lesnar and Hunt and CM Punk does a run-in? How about that? You see a run-in in UFC. And hey, you see Dana White dude. come out and say, this ain't UFC, right. this ain't UFC. Dana White trying to pull him apart. How about hey, that? Come on. that I would flip my lid if I, I saw I that. I would oh, pop dude. for that, man. Oh, I would jump out of yes. whatever chair I was sitting in. Yes, I'd be man. all right. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions out there. So that's what you were just showing. That's what we were just talking about offline. What we, what we were talking about, uh, we got a couple other things. The Cruiserweight Classic coming up. Um, the Bracketology has been all over WWE Network. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much it costs or where you can find it. But uh, Daniel Bryan and Mauro Ranallo, um awesome going over the bracket, uh, Bracketology. Side,
1: note did, Side you, note, did you know that Mauro Ranallo, uh also hosts Inside MMA? He does, yeah. currently. He currently hosts Inside MMA along with Boss Rudin. Woo. And I was watching it this morning. Yeah, he does a great job. Uh, he does so, a great job. Yeah. I love him. He's yeah.
0: fantastic. Oh, Jerry the King Lawler has been absolved of whatever domestic violence charge he was on. And, and he's he is back, back on SmackDown. All right, let
1: me talk about this real quick, mm-hmm. brother. So, he gets absolved. He's back, right? Why was it that Ray LaPone, a.k.a. Adam Rose, <laughs> was cleared of his domestic charges, yet they were very reluctant to put him back on Because they had nothing, in this my opinion, again,
0: uh, they had nothing for him. I mean, he was part of the social outcast, but he wasn't digging it. Social outcast wasn't really going anywhere for him. So when the situation came up to where he's, you know, going to be out and because of this reason, and he was absolved, um, they were just like, okay, we'll just release you from your contract. You can just go on your merry way doing whatever you want to do. So, probably because he just didn't have anything for him. Now, Jerry Lawler, he's got that nice, cushy job doing commentary once a week on SmackDown, which is now being taped on Tuesdays, shown on Thursdays, but will now be live on Tuesday. Right. Will he still be a part of that crew? I'm not sure. But, he was back on TV, I'm like, oh, the WWE basically deleted him from history for a couple of weeks, completely, and then they just brought him back. So, that leads me to believe, uh, like we were talking earlier... We can do business. Vince wants to do business. So Hulk Hogan's been deleted from everything. Hulk Hogan can make a comeback.
1: It but uh, the difference is is that Hogan hasn't been cleared of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like pretty much Jerry Lawler got cleared by, you know, the justice system saying like, "Listen, this guy didn't do anything." Hogan has, you know, we have the evidence that Hogan made racial slurs, and even though Hogan won his lawsuit, the lawsuit was just because the video was leaked, you know what I mean? But the evidence is real, you know, so you can't take back what people witnessed you say. So, I mean, will Hogan make a comeback? Listen, personally, I don't mind if the guy makes a comeback, right? I don't really care. But, I mean, I I don't know if WWE is going to do it. I don't don't know. know. Again, if they want to do
0: business, they'll do business. But, I mean, Hogan is the staple, you know. He's the name you think of for professional wrestling for like the last 30, 40 years, whatever. Do you ever see that Booker T interview? Did you ever see the one that they talk about a lot where Mean Gene was uh, interviewing Booker T, Harlem Heat, or whatever, and uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Booker T said, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you! And he put a word on the back of that. You remember that? <laughs> now, Booker T never got... Booker T's in the Hall of Fame. Booker T is in I uh, WWE right now. He's a Hall of uh, Famer. I mean, he's got the shucky-ducky-quack-quack. Yeah. Quack. I mean, yeah. he's... So he said and the he word. He used the n word. He and used that word, and he's yeah. all over the
1: place. But yeah. is there a double standard there? All right, big so, ugly. I'm asking you. All right, so yeah. So as a black man, uh, for y'all that didn't know, I'm I'm black. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's dirty. Yeah. That's ugly. I'm just telling. I'm playing. Yeah. So all right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. It, is it a double standard? So we got to look at the context that is used, right? So when Booker T said it. It was kind of said like everyone knows black people use the n word whether right or wrong they use it a lot right so most of the time when used it can either be a term of endearment or just like it's almost just the same as Hulk Hogan saying brother like that's how much black people use the word right 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 right, right or wrong okay so when Booker and I tell T you, T said pro it,
0: wrestling locker rooms I mean you just get a lot of people just talking off the
1: cuff yeah, I'm just putting that out there, right. but go ahead exactly so when Hogan when Booker T said it, he was talking crap in character. You know, it was what it was. I don't think he meant anything malicious by it. Hulk Hogan's context, he's pretty much telling, he's 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 saying he doesn't want, he can't believe his daughter is dating an N-word, you know. So he's pretty much saying, like, I can't believe my daughter is dating a black person. But he uses the N-word, which, of course, like, we have double standards on who can use it in in society, (laughs) which I completely don't agree with. But I'm not going to get political. Gosh, man. Dirty, ugly. This is getting too serious. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so not getting political here. Um, So, yeah, so he used it in a context that seemed hateful and spiteful. Like, okay, so I just don't want my daughter dating a black guy. And I think that the context of it and so I guess what I'm saying is, let's say Hogan was doing that, right? He did something like Booker T, where he was just giving a promo, and he used the N-word instead of, instead of his <laughs> usual brother, right? Uh-huh. I say Hogan's probably back in the WWE by now. WWE would have forgiven him. But because of the context in which it seems like Hogan was saying, I don't particularly care for black people, which is that social distance. Gosh, I'm getting political. I'm you a know so, what's funny I'm about a sociology major. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was so. eight years ago. It was eight years ago. Eight, nine years ago yeah. now. Yeah. But the problem is is that it got brought
0: up recently. I know, but it got That's brought up. It's like, this happened yeah. eight years ago. Like, yeah. come on,
1: man. Like, seriously, let yeah. it go. Like you said, we, Vince Russo, let it go. We got to let it go. Um, I mean, you got to go off of some other people. I mean, when, when this happened, you know, other people, black black wrestlers that have worked with Hogan have yeah. said, you know, he's never done anything yeah. against them. He's never done, you know, or come across as racist or not want to do business with these guys. You know, it, it just hasn't happened. I think, like, going off of that, you know, I, I'm going to just say we have to just look at it as a moment in time. Um, you know, I, Maybe he likes black people. He just don't want him dating his daughter. Like, whatever. I don't know, okay? But, I mean, that's yeah, personal to him. That's whatever, personal, right. Yeah. This has nothing to do with yeah. the business
0: of professional right. wrestling. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, we've had that word being used before. I, I don't know, There's a promo with Vince McMahon and John Cena back from like 10 years ago. And they're talking and uh, Vin, uh, John Cena's doing his little rap thing. And Vince McMahon's like, What's up, man? You know, and yeah. he says the word too, yeah. and he full out says it. It's not like he takes off the er and puts on an A. He puts the whole thing up there. Like, come <laughs> on, man! Double standard. <laughs> it's a, I, I'm it's a Hulkamaniac. That's a, yeah. why I'm saying this. Yeah. So I want to see that done. I want to see Hulk Hogan absolve of all this, come back, and be
1: in the WWE. Like I said, Do it was something. Yeah. People, people, people make mistakes. Damn. We know, we know in our personal lives, everybody's experienced somebody saying or even you saying something that like. You wish you could take it back or that you really didn't mean. You know what I'm saying? But in a moment of passion, we've all been there. I, I feel like we need to let it go. All right, talk to me about the honky-tonk man because
0: he's white. Yeah. And he's the honky-tonk man. Where does the double standard stop? Damn it. Okay, we're, we're getting Ray right off. But, <laughs> all right. So, so you know,
1: you're actually right, and I never thought about that until so you just said it, like, honky-tonk man. But did he give himself that name?
0: I think the WWE gave him that name because he was wrestling under a couple of different names before he came in the WWE. Like, he was in AWA and he was in Independence and things like that. But I think the WWE... Uh, let's see. Um, I will tell you that uh, the WWE gave him that name. Right. And I think he had part of the gimmick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um... I got to tell you, we're we getting way... Uh, this is what we love about yeah. the Dirty Ugly yeah. Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. We do not just talk about WWE and EWA. This is yeah. where we yeah, go. Yeah, we start talking about some real issues. <laughs> how are we even going to put this up on the banner when you, we put exactly. this up on yeah. SoundCloud? Um, so, we, <laughs> how do we talk about this? Because yeah. we could we could get like a hundred listens like in right. the first yeah. day if we yeah. put up something like that. But anyway, yeah. uh, we appreciate y'all listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Um, so, yeah, uh, Battlegrounds... So, uh,
1: hey, you know what? This is a good This is a good topic, right? So... Please comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Your thoughts. Yes. Your Hulk, thoughts. Yeah, number one, should Hulk Hogan be reinstated to WWE, get his status back? And uh, was it a double standard, in a sense, from the Booker T incident and where he used the word? And, and, and Vince and, used the word. And Vince used the word. So let's use Booker T, Vince, and compare it to the Hulk Hogan incident where he uses the word. Was there a double standard there? And what about the Nation of Domination? And the Nation of Domination, right. Which so- is all black Kind of, you know what I'm saying? It was supposed to be pretty much resemblance of the Nation of Islam, like a very militant, black, religious group, uh, and how they pretty much spoofed it on TV, in the WWE attitude Era. So, is there a double standard? We want we want to hear we from wanna you. Know, we want to know because we have lots of people like yeah. John W. We
0: know yeah. uh, Jason uh, Jason K. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people to follow and listen to our podcast.
1: Like it, follow. We
0: love it. But comment. Send us yeah. an email at dirtyuglywrestling@gmail.com. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, or, leave us, yeah page. or leave a Yeah, put it on a Facebook page. We want to know. We uh, want to know, you know how what? you feel. This is this is a big issue for somebody like Hulk Hogan because this is a man that pretty much dedicated his entire life almost to this business. And the biggest biz, the biggest company in the business, it, like pretty much erased him from history. So wow. So that I mean, it's a pretty serious topic when it you is think about serious. it. It's like you know, it's a lot on the line for him because I think everybody that does something, you know, especially entertainment, they want to be remembered for everything they contributed. And Hulk Hogan contributed a lot to wrestling being what it is today, and to not be recognized by the WWE, like, that's a big deal. So I feel like, you know, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you think. Absolutely. I think we're going to put Hulk Hogan on the banner.
0: Yeah. Because if we,
1: anything you put
0: Hulk Hogan's name on, we'll get a thousand hits no matter what. So, mm-hmm. um, that I don't think we're going to have Hulk Hogan on as a guest. I mean, we could go down to you know, Florida or whatever. and uh, Well, he's not working. Why wouldn't not he do a Dirty Ugly be, Wrestling Because we podcast. know Nikolai Volkov is selling stuff out of his trunk of his car. We know he's doing independence, and we know he is on the Dirty. We had the Dirty Ugly Wrestling talk about Nikolai Volkov. Uh, I've worked with Tito Santana, and, you know, all these guys from WWE Hall of Famers. That's what we need to have on here. Yeah. And pretty soon today, we're going to have Hashtag Pat Anthony on. Um, you know, again, he works on his own schedule. You know, that's what he does. He's, I don't want, he, he's to make, you know, kind of letting us know he's who got, he is. Yeah, he's got a lot of followers, man. Come he on. Does. He does. Uh, over yeah. 2,200 on all social media platforms uh, World Rot. Now, that's been 2,200. I'm sure it's more now. Um, but we're talking about Facebook. We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about Instagram. I'm sure he'll be happy to tell you how you can yeah, find it Yeah, we got to get it from him. Yeah. We'll get it from yeah. him. Uh, cause I mean, he gives me an entire index card and a half to put him over when I'm ring announcing for him. So you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I mean, as I said, I like, I like the guys talented, um, uh, but we'll talk to him about that. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, let's take us another small break. Cause, uh, we're, we're getting real heated in this yeah, yeah. real political, but, uh, <laughs> this is what we do, but big, big, ugly before we get a break. Final thoughts.
1: Uh, by the way, we're not done yet. We're coming back. Yeah, hashtag yeah, we're, Anthony, yeah. But I'm asking you we're, for, we're definitely uh, coming back. Um, final thoughts. We didn't talk about the... did we talk about the Cruiserweight Challenge? Well, we just well, talked about who's announcing.
0: Well, we did. We yeah. And then we just we went off because that's what we do. We got off track. Right. But we got 32 guys coming from all different countries around the world. That starts uh, on the WWE Network. Some of it has been recorded already. Um, but they're going to have one-on-one matchups, single elimination. Um, the Brian Kendrick. I know we talked about that before. Tajiri. Um, we've got uh, Tommaso Champa and... Um, Uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, all these guys and so many other guys from Independence and from Japan and from China and from everywhere. Uh, Are you excited about this? Cruiserweight wrestling coming
1: back. I am very excited because I think and everybody probably feels this way. Cruiserweights were at its best back when WCW was around and that Cruiserweight was lit up. And those matches were fantastic. That undercard was exactly why I watched the show. Exactly. So, uh, and we know WWE is always like that. Oh, I'm sorry, I hit the microphone. Man, I, so so never we, dropped yeah, the mic on camera. <laughs> but anyway. so, so we know that WWE has never really been able to live up to that. So I'm excited to see a straight, uh, you know, just cruiserweight belt um, that doesn't have to actually be like the WWE style, you know. Right. So uh, I'm excited. The um, Brian Kendrick, you made me think of something that New Day actually is about to beat their uh the brian kendrick's record as longest tag team champion. that's right yeah now now we
0: were talking about this offline too before we started new day uh what do you think about this and the wyatts and what do you think about the uh the xavier woods uh kind of transformation here uh what do you think is going to happen with this is I, it because of the brand split is it because it,
1: it's not because new day's getting weak matter of fact they're getting stronger than ever right they new day is still super over um I don't, I, I feel like they're leading towards a split. Um, I, I don't think know. So? If, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the actual brand split. I don't think they're going to split them at the brand split, but I do think they're, they're putting in that seeds of like, all right, they're about to dissolve the new day. Um, which personally, I, I don't think is the right time. I think that what I would have liked to have seen from new day is for them to make a, uh, a more serious impact. Like, you know, they kind of been a comedy gimmick. Sure. So I would have liked to seen them turn, keep, you know, stay a face, but turn into a more serious, You know, especially this was the prime time for it with the Wyatts, but we see they're still just, you know, their usual comedy stick, which I like. It's entertaining.
0: It's Um, starting
1: to turn, though, because Bray
0: Wyatt's bringing it out of him, and then every so often Xavier Woods is just kind of just breaking off the pack. You know, Big E and Kofi doing their thing, and Xavier Woods is kind of Talking low, monotone, trying to walk away. And he even explained, they did a one-on-one with Xavier Woods on WWE.com. It was awesome. You know, what about going to the Wyatt compound? What about dealing with the Wyatts? He's like, you know, they just said, they just did their regular comedy shtick, and they just jumped right into a fight. This is the Wyatt family. You don't know how many of them there are. You don't know how dangerous Bray Wyatt and all these guys are. You know, and, and he's talking serious about it. So it's kind of fraying that line between reality and comedy. I like it. So you think
1: that Woods might actually go over to the Wyatts? Do you think that they, like Bray Wyatt is getting a hold of him? He might go over to the Wyatts, end of New Day. Woods is too good at what he does, though. I don't want to see him split like that. I, I would hate it. Because, I mean,
0: he's so good with the other guys. I love the fact that they have the free bird dynamic where any two of the three of them can defend the titles. Yep. Um you know, you got Francesca too. Uh, you know, you got the trombone,
1: trumpet, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, we talked last week about managers and how they don't really exist in today's WWE. We did. Woods is a manager. Like he, he's that. Now he can, he can wrestle. Absolutely, but, he has great matches. But my point is that he is, he can kind of fill that management role. Oh, he sure does. But he does put on great matches. Uh, you know, he did a great match with uh, him and AJ Styles. You oh, know? yeah. And I did. think that when he wrestles, uh, it shocks people because we're not used to seeing him in the ring, and then you're like. Um, And then you're like, oh, you know, Woods can still wrestle. You know, he doesn't just, he's not just the hype man, you know, out there in the ringside with the trombone, you know. He can still go in the ring. Um, But to sum it up, he does play that role
0: very well, though, yeah. on the outside. Um, and, and I do miss managers, and we did talk about that last week. So I tell you what, um, yeah, we're we going all over the place. I love this podcast. You and me, we've been talking we're about it. We're everywhere. We, we,
1: have, <laughs> we all we over have the We have no course whatsoever. Like, we just take detours, like, every, every stop. <laughs> Lucha Underground is doing Ultima,
0: Ultima Lucha Dose, by the way, is and that's uh, their WrestleMania. So it's spread out over a couple of weeks on the El Ray network. Make sure to check that out. That's pretty good. Take a little pause for the cause a little break to pay these gimmicks they call bills all that kind of and good when stuff. when we
1: come back we hope yeah we lied the first time but <laughs> this time when we come back hashtag hashtag pat anthony he, like I said he's on his
0: own schedule but i have a feeling he's going to be in the house pretty quick so uh we'll be right back with dirty ugly wrestling
1: What's going on, peeps? This is Big Ugly from the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we want to thank you guys for listening. We also want to tell you guys to email us at dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. Please follow us and like us on SoundCloud, Dirty Ugly Wrestling, and on Facebook. Like the page. Please stay tuned for more ways to listen to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we thank you guys for staying with us. We are back. Once
0: again, on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And uh, we've been all over the place today on this podcast, which has been a lot of fun. Um, But uh, we will be talking to Hashtag Pat Anthony uh, from EWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, He did... Uh, mentioned he was coming he's going to be here live at the mansion um you know and we're going to talk to him about some EWA stuff we're going to be talking to him about uh, his up and coming in the business um you know being a lot of different things I've gotten to work with this guy uh for a lot of years now and uh he's always been pretty cool you know behind the scenes with me now hashtag Pat Anthony is uh is a state of mind it is a way of life Uh, I want to know about this hashtag, Uh, you know, because that's a popular thing now with Twitter and all kinds of stuff, Big Ugly. Uh, You saw, and you remember this match from Fake No More 2, and that was the first time you got to see hashtag Pat Anthony in action. Uh, Tell me your initial thoughts, without having spoken to this guy one-on-one,
1: which we will. Tell me your thoughts. So my thoughts was like, this guy's a little rough around the edges. Oh yeah. He comes out, he gets into an argument with one of the fans.
0: Speaking of which... Do you hear that yeah. knocking on the door, uh, Big Ugly? I, I did
1: hear the knocking on the mansion. Um, go ahead and uh, keep on with your yeah. the thoughts there so, because I have a feeling so this yeah, is so the ring yeah. So um. he gets into an argument with one of the fans, and it gets heated, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like th- this is about to go down right here. Um, and then things get even more intense inside the ring. Um, and...
2: Well then.
0: Big Ugly, I told uh, you. Where am I sitting, Mike? You're going to sit right in the middle. You know, the king's table. (sighs) Uh, Hashtag Pat Anthony. We were just talking about you.
2: Welcome to the mansion, sir. Trending now, worldwide. Get your phones out, get your laptops out, get your tablets out, get your owls or frogs out if you're about that wizard life. (laughs) I told you he was going to tell you. Hashtag Pat Anthony here live on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Over 2,200 followers worldwide.
0: Whoa, speaking of (laughs) which, maybe 2,201 now. Oh, man. All social media platforms worldwide, you are the current EWA Maryland champion, the 2016 Sweet 16 tournament trophy winner. Uh, Welcome to the mansion. Uh, thank Pleasure you for to be here. Pleasure to Banging be here. down my door Here at the mansion <laughs>
2: You said you'd leave the door
1: open for me Mac, uh, right? Well
0: I did Well he had to close the door Because you know I'm a big celebrity And sometimes people like to you know jump in on me, but that's okay. I'm just and once kidding.
1: again another guest that
0: didn't bring cheesesteaks. So. Damn it! Yeah, cheesesteaks. Cheese yeah. I'm sorry about that. that. Did you take your shoes off? You don't have to. That's yeah, sure. some nice cheese. I can, shoes I can there, take bro. my shoes off if you like. No, you're too. fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. It's all right. 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 Brand nice new shoes. shoes brand, <laughs> brand new shoes. So we're brand good new there. shoes <laughs> for the mansion. I like that. So yeah, we were just talking about uh how can first of all, how can we find hashtag Pat Anthony? Let's get that out of the way. Oh, you can find all things on
2: social media at Pat Anthony MD on Twitter. Also at Pat on Instagram. You can uh, follow me on Snapchat at Fluffy Puppy Pat.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me what, what what? Yeah. what, what? Disclaimer.
2: Pat Anthony's Snapchat came along before Pat Anthony was born, the social media superstar. So, and uh, Snapchat has not let us change our usernames yet, and I was not about to um, let all oh, we... my followers go to waste, so I just kind of stuck with the name for now.
0: Fluffy. Puppy,
2: okay, I like it. it. Has a ring to it. I mean, it does. I mean, this guy's a character. We talked about that. This guy's a character. You can also like my uh, Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com slash you like Pat Anthony.
0: I like that. I yeah, like that's... Uh We we want to talk about. We were talking about the hashtag, weren't we? Yeah, where where did the hashtag come
2: from? Well, Twitter and social media is the hot thing right now. You see it on the TV every week, trending now worldwide. Hashtag this, hashtag that. And I thought it was fellows' time to capitalize capitalize off that.
1: I mean, that's smart. You capitalize on something that's popular. I love it. I mean, and I've, I've said I've worked with
0: you for a couple of different years here, and uh, I've known you as the Filipino phenomenon. That's true. I've called you the Asian sensation. Um, you know, you've been different places doing different things, but in the E.W.A. is where you and I really got to gel. Uh, you do a lot of different things with E.W.A. You're a competitor. Um, you're part of the training process, the creative process. I love that. Talk to me about your place in the E.W.A.
2: Well, I've actually, my time in EWA actually kind of came in as a, not so much a hoax, but what's a, I was kind of a fill-in, um, the uh, champion, the cruiserweight champion at the time, uh, Matt Wild. This was January 2014. Mm-hmm. He had gotten injured with a concussion or something with his back or things of that nature. He had to fill in to face Michael Zimedio at Rage in the Cage, and he contacted me, and Jim gave the approval, and... Jim Christian, guess, Jim Jim and Christian, owner uh, and founder of EWA. BWA. Um, went in there, had a great match with Michael Zimidio. And
0: I guess they liked me because I've been here every show ever since. You sure have. And yeah, they definitely did like you. I liked you. Uh, and I'd worked with you before on that to different wrestling organizations. So um, I'm glad you're there. Uh, and the hashtag came along. Now you're hashtag Pat Anthony. The, um, uh, the hashtag <clears throat> thing was, it's kind of a funny story. I, sta- I started out um,
2: when I worked mostly in pittsburgh and virginia as i was called mr popularity pat anthony and okay this gentleman you weren't called
0: the fluffy puppy
2: i was not called the fluffy puppy <laughs> the fluffy puppy was actually a nickname given to me by my old former roommate shelby oh. and um it just kind of stuck ever since okay but um i was called mr popularity and we did this three-day show up in pittsburgh for a company called ucw okay it was a uh, tournament for uh an old Hall of Famer called Dominic Denucci Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of him? Yeah. He's from the Pittsburgh area. And um, he asked me, so, Mr. Popularity, what, what, what's, your, what's your gimmick? We were just chilling at the hotel room, and he asked me, and I was like, and I didn't know what to say to him. And I, the only thing I responded to him was, I like Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was like, what does that even mean? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and, and so from that built up, into hashtag pat anthony and while i was building on that as you know i was the filipino phenomenon right right but i felt more of my skills were always on the microphone and the psychology based of professional wrestling There was really nothing phenomenal about me i was i was kind of cheap i won any way possible <laughs> so there's nothing That's really the phenomenal about me do. so i kind of latched on to the whole
0: twitter thing and now here we are. Now here we are. And, uh, you know, we're on SoundCloud now. We're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on a lot of different areas. And uh, we at EWA have branched out to CZW Studios. Oh, oh, absolutely um, that's awesome. great. I mean, so we're just branching out all over the place. Um, Big Ugly. I know we had some questions here. I mean, absolutely. But like, well, I mean, we're, we're going to so get off, off track of, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we Enjoy. do. That's what but we do. Big Ugly. Yeah, man. So
1: going back to the beginning, how would you just get started into wrestling?
2: Well, um, I went to school for broadcasting. I uh, well, this is this is a little bit of a funny story. Um, I've always appreciated commentary and the way that announcers deliver the product and get over what's on the screen. And on all sports of entertainment, sports, football, hockey, wrestling, um, always looked up to Jim Ross and really Al Michaels from NBC. Yeah, I, I always loved the way he delivered that that intensity in his voice, and it's only gotten better. As the man has gotten older, mm-hmm. and so I applied to go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Columbia, Maryland, and had a great interview there. They did a um, they did a tryout where they sat you down in the news table, you read off the teleprompter, and they were really impressed. Oh, wow, it's with me. like a whole shebang. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: that's cool And man.
2: I ended up getting a thousand dollar scholarship to the school. All right. And a week before I was to start classes, I received a phone call from a friend at the time, and she said, did you know? Did you hear your school shut down? And what? Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And I was like, no, I haven't heard anything. As far as I'm concerned, I'm supposed to start next right. week. So I called CSB, and nobody answered. So I drove, because I lived in Westminster at the time, drove the hour from Westminster to Columbia, and I get there, and there's a post on the door said, the school has filed for bankruptcy. Oh, man. And we will not be able to continue our current class, or start the new class that starts next week. Um, and Wow. I don't think I had ever been so infuriated in my life, because I, I put everything in. I had already put down a $2,000 deposit to go sure, to this school. Right? Which, by the way, I never got back. I was going to ask I, That you, was
1: going to be my next question.
2: Did you get that back? Absolutely not. Did Damn. not get that money back. Mauled on that for a little bit, and I didn't want it to let me get... I didn't want it to get me down, so I... Decided to pursue other ways, so I hooked up with this guy named Mark Madden. He's based out of San Diego, and mm-hmm. he runs this online course slash straight to internship called Sportscasters Mentoring Group. And what he did was he paired me up with Mark Viviano from WJZ mm-hmm. at uh, one of five point seven, and that was just, it was kind of a straight to internship. Yeah, and the program was really great. I learned Good. so much. And they sent me all these classes to do online. They would send tape with um, of old games with the commentary t- taken out. So you could were, uh-huh. talk and over would assign them. assign tasks and for each game, which is really, it was, at the time, was revolutionary. This was seven years ago. Now you can do all this stuff where you can stream it online sure. and do things like that. But back then it was just really DVD tapes. And I really learned a lot from him, and I learned a lot from Mark and from Damon Yaffe, the Bulldog, when they did the Mark Viviano show from 10 to 1 every day. And everyone at CBS Radio was just, they're really nice. And all they want is for you to learn and yeah. to expand. Because radio is a dying form of media. Sure, And it's all about podcasts and what's
0: in the now. So Absolutely, I mean, it is. That's, that's what we're they, talking they about. Really, <laughs>
2: yeah. They really wanted you to make the best out of yourself. And I really appreciate everything they taught me. So after that was finished up, mm-hmm. my first two gigs... One, which I still carry to this day. Um, I'm the uh, stadium public address announcer at my old alum, Liberty High School. Nice. I do that for football, lacrosse, and soccer playoffs.
0: Nice. Um,
2: and then I started in 2009 doing play-by-play, play-by-play commentary for a promotion called Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. They, they were based out of Millersville, Maryland. Now they travel everywhere. And I think it was then after doing a few shows with them, I really appreciated the sports side and the psychology and the whole business aspect of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I ended up training at, um, with a guy named Nick Taylor, also known as sickened. You've seen him now. Skull sickened, whatever, whatever you, you want call to them. call him. Yeah. And, um, and from there it was just after about six months of training, which I lost about 70 pounds. So I'll always hold that to him. But, um, Swig of water for the working man. Yeah. Swig of water. <laughs> After that, it was just hit the indie circuit. And then on the week on the road every weekend, that eventually led me to EWA. And it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Three concussions, two torn ACLs later, and we're still going at oh, it. Man. Goodness, <laughs> <I'm
0: on so laughs> standing and sitting here today. I feel like I'm hanging it up. Oh my goodness. up. <laughs> well, you never talk. We're gonna talk about that question that you oh, yeah. asked in just a yeah, minute. Yeah, you know. But well, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on a little bit of something that uh hashtag Pat Anthony just said. So Um, that other promotion that I actually, that's where I met you, um, Mm -hmm. because I came in to do some refereeing and then you were ring announcing, I think at that point in time, but you were also training to, uh, to do some other things. And I was like, man, that guy's a really good ring announcer. Well, I
2: had been, I had been working
0: and then I suffered my first
2: concussion and at a show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I had to take a back seat for about six months and I didn't want to leave the business, so I started ring announcing. I started ring announcing for ACW. I started ring announcing for a company that is now defunct called Real Championship Wrestling, they were mm-hmm. based out of Baltimore. Yeah, and um, one CW. They're based out of Delaware, right? And I did those ring announcing jobs until I was able to start working again.
0: Yeah, I really liked. I could just tell it in your voice for your passion with the ring announcing. I'm like, this guy's gonna do a lot of different stuff. And I actually, you, you were one of the guys that was very accessible. You could, could talk to you like behind the scenes. Hey, how's it going? You know about the business, things like that. Um, and I really appreciated that. And then when I I got was refereeing, and then I got into ring announcing, and I always asked you like, how did I do? Like, was that all right for you? Because you understand the mind of the business. You know, whether it be commentating, ring announcing, refereeing. Performing, and that's what also got you into being one of the trainers at EWA because yeah. you're one of the guys that's going to lead um, current and future EWA superstars into what they're going to be doing. So I always appreciated that. So, and I always have a like an uh, index card and a half to uh, all of your accolades. <laughs> so, and you, I told you big ugly same yeah. thing. But I always appreciated and I always told a story with that. You know, I'd always build and build and build, and by the time I got to the end, and I said hashtag Pat, it was like. There it is. So, thank you for the you know introduction to that. I appreciate oh, absolutely, that. Absolutely, my friend. I, I take uh, ring announcing, refereeing, all that stuff. It's a part of that business. It's a part of that entertainment. Part of that show.
2: What I, like, I think a lot of promotions don't understand is it, it's a it's a it's a performance piece, and yeah. you need every single piece of that performance to be on the same page. Yeah. If one domino falls. The rest of them are going to fall down, and everybody's not going to have a good time, morale's going to go down, and you're going to put on a bad product. And that's what a lot of – and I think that's what works in EWA so well. Everybody has a a specific job to do. Right. And it's not all buried onto one person. It's not all buried on Jim. It's not all buried on on Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody knows what they're supposed to do. They're all a working piece of the puzzle, and now now more eyes are on on us more than ever. That's true. And –
0: and that's a good thing, that's and that, for thing. for independent wrestling um, to be talked about and to be held in that kind of regard and to be that you know just interesting, uh, that's a great thing. Uh, while we're talking about, I know you, does you got this on your mind, so I'm going to just bring it up. Yeah, go ahead, Ray C. Hawkins. Just tell me your thoughts about Ray C. Hawkins. Well, We've talked about it a lot. We've seen a lot. Just. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, this is this might touch a lot of people the wrong the wrong way, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, I am not involved in the supremacy. I was going to say, are you? A su- I mean, come on now. I am not a supremacy supporter, but yet again, I am not really so much an EWA upper management supporter. If um, if you've seen what's been going on, and what you will see what is going on in these next couple months, mm-hmm. Gracie Hawkins wanted to be a part of this business. Yeah, he, he has paid his dues. He's been at the pain factory forever yes he is limited on what he does but he is there every week Mm -hmm. he is there paying attention he is there taking notes and he deserved he earned the spot that was given to him absolutely playing devil's advocate advocate again this is a physical business Mm -hmm. and if somebody sees an opportunity to take over and if they can make a name off of physically hurting him well that's on Ray too because it's a physical business, and if you're gonna get in there with the big boys, you're gonna you're gonna get knocked down.
1: But he got put in there with the big boys. He didn't get in there. I mean technically he's in there, but you know, I mean, come on. Well that he
2: really doesn't have much of a choice there. You know what I'm saying? He's he's getting rolled out and if he wanted to be a part of this business
0: and that's something that's gonna happen. That, that's definitely a way to look at it. Um, I, I was at, I was out there, you know. I was one of the guys that was trying to get all of the guys that were knocked out back up. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what was going on. But I mean, I'm looking at it from that kind of perspective. You're looking at it from a perspective of you, you've paid your dues in this business. You're on this side of the guardrail, so you get in the ring. You know what can happen. So obviously, he earned that opportunity to be on this side of the guardrail. And for basically, what you're saying is he was just a casualty of that supremacy
2: had to do something to get that group some credibility they had to do something to get people talking and that's exactly what they did and and unfortunately it came at ray's expense
0: so ray's a martyr
2: absolutely if that's the way you want to look at
0: it mike trending now hashtag ray is a martyr (laughs) wow how about that well, I'll tell you what, that, that's some pretty deep stuff, and I'm sure we're going to find out uh, more about that situation. We do have, uh, coming up, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, Summer Sizzler on Friday, July 29th at Tall Cedars Hall in Tall Parkville, Cedars Maryland. School. Tickets are on sale, by the way, at EWA Maryland. Starting at only $12. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the best show in town, and it's the best price in town. Uh, you can get $12 general admission, $15 ringside. Um, there's merchandise. There's food. There's drink. Uh, every seat in the house is a good house, uh, a good seat. So, um, you definitely don't want to miss that. Um, Check it out on Facebook, Instagram,
1: Twitter, all that stuff.
0: Big Ugly, I know you had some more... uh Question, And yeah. yeah, no, so we get off on tangents. Yeah, we, That's yeah, what we, we do. do, but we're going to liken this a
1: bit. So now, you said that you um, you had a passion for broadcasting. Um, you've done the commentating, ring announcing, and the uh, actual wrestling. So which one do you prefer? Like, which one's the most challenging for you? Oh, I've always loved the athletic part of it. Okay.
2: And I love getting in there and telling a story. I love getting in there and getting that crowd to either hate me or love me. Most of them hate me, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but either aspect I love, but I love being in there and performing in front of the crowd.
1: Can, all right, break this down for me, right? Because I hear a lot of people, they always talk about telling the story, right? So, for a person that doesn't understand the business, what is that portion? Like, if you could break it down in a simplistic manner of telling the story in the ring. Well, pro wrestling is theater at its most base. And two guys,
2: four guys, six guys, eight man ladder match, 20 man battle royal. They all have to go out there and get people who understand what they're doing is a performance. They have to get
0: them to believe in that. That is a beautiful form of art that gets overlooked a lot these days and it's live i mean it's right in front of your face i mean there is television wrestling and all that kind of stuff but what we do on this level it's it's a it's live all it's the live. Time. if you, anything if you can screw, happen. if
2: you screw up screw it that's what happens if but you do the, it do it big that's what yeah, i Yeah, we it, have know. one take
0: right and it's a, basically it's a two to three hour show and there's a like you said a lot of different components a lot of different pieces eight to ten different matches 40 to 50 different competitors Uh, there's so much going on and it does get overlooked because I'm very proud of it too. I have a passion for it as well. So uh, you telling that story and that's what big ugly was saying. You're so good at that. We were talking about faith. No more too. Matter of fact, we were talking about it with Jason Drake, (laughs) (laughs) uh, 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 the human Ken doll and his little Barbie. Okay. (laughs) So, go ahead. I know you want to talk about that because that was your favorite yeah. match so, on the card. Yeah,
1: favorite match on the card you guys put on clinic, like I said before. Like, just tell me a little bit
2: about that match. Um, that kid can go. And I will tell you one thing. That kid's got a big future in this business. He's got – he has speed. He has He has athleticism. He has charisma. He's got the girl by his side who all – those, all those other fans out there, they love looking at her. The guys in the back, they love looking at her. And all she's doing is she's helping – build his credential because she's been around forever I mean she's been around in SWO she's been around other places Mm -hmm. she and the fact that they're together now that's only going to help him because she has seen the good she has seen the bad she's experienced both sometimes simultaneously and um, Rizzo can only help her or help him and honestly she's she's helped me and she's helped Violet along the way and I don't, something happened at Faith No More 2 and me and Drake we just clicked and we, we gave a performance that I think will be talked about for a while.
0: Yeah, that show but, was kind of overshadowed by the the whole Racy Hawkins incident at the end, but I ne- I never wanted to take away from and I even put this up on social media myself like that match needs to be looked at. Like those two guys Jason, Drake, and hashtag Pat Anthony. And the two women as well, Rizzo and Violet. Uh, they can all go. Let's segue right into Violet. I noticed she's not here today.
1: Yeah, she's um, not
0: here today. She's out on she chain, do doing your things. business or whatever she, it is.
2: She is out doing my business. She's taking care of some things for Faith No More too. She's um, getting our match together, which I... I'm not sure what exactly is going to happen yet at Faith no- at, um, Summer, at Sizzler. Summer Sizzler.
0: Now, I know you guys are, yeah, you're on Faith No More too, but Summer Sizzler's coming up, so she's out doing promotion or she's out trying to find you an opponent, something. Well, I think the opponent is pretty much set, and I think she's just taking care of some contractual things and figuring all that out. And let me guess, you're not going to tell me about that opponent right now. You're going to have to come to Summer Sizzler to find out. You will have to come to Sizzler, some come to Summer Sizzler <laughs> to find you're out. You're so excited. <laughs> I am so out. excited. can't get it even out. Man, well, I'm going to be there, and I know you're going to be there, Dirty Ugly Wrestling is going to be represented there at Summer Sizzler, um, and that's going to be fantastic. So hopefully we will see you defending that Maryland championship. I have said I want to see another match with uh, hashtag Pat Anthony and Jason Drake. I want to see a mixed tag team match with the two women involved. I can tell you.
2: I can't tell you who I'm wrestling, but the EWA Maryland championship will be on the line.
0: It will be defended. That's it's what that I like to say, man. And you want to keep up on EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook and EWA Ringside on Facebook to make sure, and also
1: EWAMaryland.com to find out more information about that big ugly. Now, I wanted to get my front row seat, but I'm a little scared because the last time you came out, you got into it with a fan. Please <laughs> tell me what that was about.
2: Now that, let's let's talk. The, the fans get into me, get in it with me, okay? <laughs> I'm back there getting ready. I like to go in my own little zone before I get ready so I get amped up. And the moment that mindless self-indulgence shut-up theme song hits, I go out there. And if those fans want to get in my face, damn it, I'm going to get right back in theirs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just stay in my seat. For that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I
0: would do. Man, oh, uh, man, I tell you what. What else we got for hashtag Anthony on there? We want. I know you got your favorite question
1: on there. Yes. So I ask everybody. I just got to know. I'm not in the business. What was it like when you took your first ball? Oh my goodness! Um,
2: it more painful than expected and I guess I' can leave that with this certain hashtag hashtag I didn't tuck my head <laughs> <laughs> and it knocked me woozy and I had to take a few minutes out but i th- I felt at home that second bump and it's been go it's been great ever since i I love going in there and getting physical
1: so it gets better. Oh, it gets, it doesn't get
2: any easier. The okay. pain never gets any easier,
0: but it gets better. That's that's a great answer. I love yeah. that. And same thing with run on the ropes. I mean, that, that's not rope. I mean, we talked about that. That's steel cables. That's that wrapped up with uh, steel electrical tape. And depending on what promotion you work, it might just be mostly steel cable and a little bit of tape. Hashtag PPW. <laughs> Oh my goodness. See, that's where we're going at. <laughs> I know there's some promotions we're not going to talk about here today, but we're I mean, we can talk about the you have been around. There's a, a you know, a, just like me, I've aspired to kind of go to do the things that you've done. I've worked in 10 different promotions. You've worked in 10, 20 different promotions, doing different things. Um, it's good to get out there and see these different types of ways people do business because it makes you appreciate, especially when you come to EWA where there is, there is a structure and there is a family sense you know, behind the scenes and there's controversy and there's all kinds of stuff that goes on. It makes you really appreciate what we do here at EWA. Oh, absolutely. There's hundreds th- upon thousands
2: of independent pro wrestling promotions and we're all here to do one thing. We're here to entertain the fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I've been everywhere. Maryland, Virginia, Boston. Mm. I've, I haven't gone up north or really down, down south Pittsburgh. in a couple years. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was a big one early in my career. And the surrounding areas around Pittsburgh, too. And I always loved the Pittsburgh crowds because they come in. And they set aside reality, and they go in, and they they cheer for the they cheer for the good guys. They That's... they boo the heels, and they. I don't want to use the term. They don't smark it up. Yeah. But they don't smark it up, and they appreciate the good guys trying to get themselves over. They appreciate the heels trying to get themselves booed. Mm-hmm. And it's a great environment. No matter what I
1: say to those fans, they will eat it up, and they sure do. And I love it. So is that annoying as a performer when you have the the crowd trying to smark it up? Is that, is that it? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, of- when, when you're trying to be a heel, but they're cheering you. Is that, how is that for when you, for a performer?
2: For a performer, I will just leave it at this. They paid their $12. They paid their $15 so they can come in there and say whatever they want. And if they say something that I, that they think is going to piss me off, I will throw it right back in their face.
0: But, and that's challenging for you too, because like we talked about earlier, you never know in a live environment what's going to happen. So you could have built a story. You could be going out there. You could be, you know, trying to be the bad guy, trying to be the heel, and they could be cheering you. So you got to adjust, basically, a, be upon that crowd. Oh, absolutely! I mean, a good, mean, a good feel worker, the crowd. A good
2: worker will be able to adjust to whatever crowd is presented in front of them, and. Luckily in EWA you get a good mix of everything. Mm-hmm. You got the kids, you got the you got the grandparents, you got the smarks, and you got to be able to adjust to all of them. And it's it can be challenging at times, but, but you got to do it before you go spot, before right? you
0: go out there. You got to be able to know what you're doing, or yeah. else you're gonna get shredded. That's true. I mean, <laughs> you, people will remember a good match. People will remember a good story. But people will also remember, man, that, that just really didn't work for me. But then that's when you go out and you try harder. That's when you got to change it up. I mean, and we talked about, you know, different gimmicks and different things that you've tried. Is this the most successful run of Pat Anthony? Is this hashtag Pat Anthony? Is this where you're going to stay for a while? Oh, absolutely. I, when, I, when I came up with the hashtag Pat Anthony
2: gimmick, I always told myself in the back of the hand, a lot of these fans that come to these shows they don't remember what you did last month. They just remember you and mm-hmm. they remember your character. So that's why my character is that's why hashtag Pat Anthony is so character based. It's a social media zealot with the volume turned all the way to twenty. Right. And and it's worked so far and if and I will tell you one thing, if if the butts stop coming in the doors, then I will change my I will change my content accordingly. <laughs> but it's working so far, and... It's very relevant. Oh, absolutely. absolutely.
0: That's that's one thing. A lot of guys have problems finding relevance. I mean, because you look at what's going on in the world, the world of politics, the world of movies, music, television, and you try to find something to relate onto. to. And then those crowds, there's, especially those independent crowds, you just never know. But... A hashtag social media, everybody knows what that is. Whether they are living in the past or not, everybody knows, you know, there's social media out there. And you're you're kind of banking on that. I was just
1: gonna say I hope the vaude villains hear this, as far as relevance goes. <laughs> you so, know,
0: I I'll yeah. tell you what, yeah, I know you're not a fan. I'm a fan of the vaude villains. I love the fact that they're so the like, the characters are so corny, but I mean they can go in the ring. I mean let's let's hear let's hear hashtag Pat Anthony talk about WWE just a little bit. Tell me Vogue villains, characters like that, uh, Enzo and Cass characters like that. What pushes your buttons? What makes you stand there and say, I want to watch this? I think I can attest to this from a lot of
2: pro wrestling fans, that pro wrestling fans love when they see something unexpected mm-hmm. or what they feel is outside of the normal script. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of that nowadays because everything is put out there. I mean... I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying this, maybe, but K-Fabe is dead. K-Fabe is dead. Yeah, you will you will go and see... The curtain's see. been pulled. The I mean, curtain is... has absolutely been pulled, and we are in the reality era now. And it irks me, kind of, sometimes when I see Sasha Banks and Charlotte feuding on TV, but then I see an Instagram post of them eating at a restaurant two hours later. Mm-hmm. Yes, that really irks me. Yes, I'm an old-school kind of guy. But we live in this world now where... Everybody feels entitled to know what goes on backstage. And I will always commend WWE on keeping those secrets. I mean, I'm kind of feeding off that with the whole hashtag Pat Anthony Mm -hmm. thing right now. Where social media gives you a direct line to the people who you look up to. I'm not throwing myself in a celebrity status out there at all. But it gives you a direct line to the celebrities that you look up to. And... Nothing is
0: hidden anymore. Everything is out there 24 7. And this is something that we were, uh, I was listening to one of the podcasts that we were talking about earlier. And it's basically, you throw, it was the Vince Russo on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about it's reality based. So why not just bring that out into the light? Why not just, you know, like say, K Fabe is dead? Why don't you just release the whole thing? Like this whole uh, Roman Reigns thing you know, breaking the wellness policy. Seth Rollins came right out on Monday Night Raw and basically said, you know what, let's just talk about Roman Reigns. And he just threw it out there. Well, it was already out there. And
2: if and if you don't explain that, people are going to notice. Because everybody knew about that. It was all over Facebook. It was all over Twitter. It was on Forbes. Forbes.
0: <laughs> so it's got eyes on it. Like you said, eyes on the product.
2: Yes, absolutely yeah. eyes are on he the
0: product.
1: He screwed up, but I mean, that got a lot of... That got a lot of play out there. I mean, when but, you, when your main guy, you know, get, uh, has an, you a know, wellness offense, like, it's going to get out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty big. So, I mean, it's just how you
0: accept it, how you play it. And, I mean, you can do it a lot of different ways, and the WWE has decided to just pull back that curtain and just say, hey, this is what it is. I love t- tangling that line with reality and with, uh, you know, the world of professional wrestling. Like you said, you go into a crowd, like a Pittsburgh crowd, and they just totally understand this is professional wrestling so they just get into it for those two three hours that's what they're there to do that's you know the outside world cannot happen so i tell me your thoughts your opinions i mean do you like that reality based i mean do you appreciate i know you said you you understand the way it is but what is your preference you're an old school guy well we're we're
2: going into this reality base and i think i'll take example roman reigns yeah Roman Reigns goes out there they are pushing him to be the the super cut super cut clean baby faced hero and and the fans in this reality era can see that mm-hmm. and it's not so much what they're reading on the dirt sheets they can see that they're making Roman Reigns into this popular superstar and 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 they don't want anything to do with it right and and they are crucifying him basically they're absolutely crucifying him for it Yeah. And but you take a guy like Dean Ambrose, right? Very character based, very off the wall, mm-hmm. and he did all of that on his own, right? And and that's what gets the respect of the wrestling fans. I mean, when he won the title in, what was it, Cleveland? Yep, was Cleveland. It Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y- you haven't heard a reaction out of, that, out of something like that in a long time. I mean, we all kind of knew who whoever was winning Money in the Bank would probably cash in that later that night. Sure and you you felt the anticipation building
0: but yeah. then you also felt it might have been a tease because they like to do that so. yeah, they do especially that yeah. with Ambrose
2: cuz yeah. and there there's been a couple times in the past 2 years he's had championship matches and it was always pulled out from under him i think it was uh money in the ba- no it was battleground battleground last year battleground last year also
0: um Roadblock this year. Mm-hmm. And he's been on kind of the losing end of things. I mean, he hasn't really, as far as wins and losses go, and that's something I also want to ask you. But, you know, he went down to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He's gone down to a lot of different, and then a lot, people wanted to see Dean Ambrose step up and do something. But you never really thought he would get to the top of the mountain, not that quick. So in just one night, he won the Money in the Bank ladder match, and then he cashed in an hour later and became the WWE Champion, I guess they're calling it. I think they're getting away from the world heavyweight thing. And who knows? We'll never know yeah. what goes on in Vince's head. We'll never know what kind of script was
2: written down. And if, nope. Dean, if Dean Ambrose won that championship because Roman Reigns was going to get suspended the other day, so what?
1: So be it. Because right. Dean
2: Ambrose got that moment. You know what? They can never take that away from him.
1: Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so you make me think of something when you're talking about the win, uh, win and loses, so yeah. I was, the wins and losses. So I was going to say, do you think that in this reality era, uh, wins and losses actually matter? Now, me personally, I think they do. And I you know, I talked to Mike before, and even on the last podcast, AJ Styles was on the losing end for a while. Right. Right? And I was like, this guy needs a win.
2: Um, so what do you think about that in this era? No, I do not think wins and losses matter. I think the way you win and the way you lose and the story that surrounds... That win or loss will, makes that win or loss. Okay. Um, it's really, it's all about your character and how you can get that character over. And depending where you are in the storyline, that's what matters with the win and losses. I mean, look at a guy named Santino Morella. He lost probably 90% of the matches in his career, but that character was so over the top. And <laughs> he came out there and got a positive reaction every time. That's
1: true. That's right. Now, sometimes I think about Dolph Ziggler, who was getting very, very large pops for a while, and he just kept losing, kept losing. And nowadays, when he comes out, it's like, you know, he gets a little bit, but it's not like it was. Now, I used to attribute that to him just losing all the time, and people just kind of thought, like, ah, you know, it's over for this guy. But you would say that that's something different entirely. Dolph
2: Ziggler's a little bit of a case. He's been around for, my God, since, what, 2004? So, he started started in a what is it, OBW in 2004 and I got called up to the main roster in 2005 with the Suicide Squad. What am I thinking? Uh, the Spirit Squad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Suicide, Suicide Squad. 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 I got You're supplies. a comic book fan. I know that. Love it. Um, <laughs> and then the Dolph Ziggler kind of thing kind of came along a couple years later. But we, we, we've we seen this and Dolph Ziggler has continually put people over and I, I honestly think that Dolph has reached the point where he's, he's now there for the paycheck but he still puts on <laughs> five-star
0: five, five star performances He every does night. Absolutely. He can sell his ass off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's guys, and he just makes you believe uh, in, in what's happening in the ring. Now, granted, you know, the different storylines of different people he gets put with. I mean, he's had his chance where Survivor Series. He was the sole survivor, and he he came out on top. He's won the, the WWE, or actually the World Heavyweight Championship, I should say, yes. in that big night after WrestleMania, you know, huge pop against Alberto Del Rio, cashing in his money in the bank. Um, Still one of my favorite moments. That was awesome. Time. And I'm so mad at myself that I wasn't there. Because I was <laughs> there in New York for Mania. But I, I, as, as was I. I was, uh, in, I was in that crowd for Mania, but I was not there the next night. Neither but that was I. I. And I shot myself
2: that next day.
0: <laughs> that was well. a huge night. And that was right in Madison Square Garden, right? Wasn't it? No, it was... Um, or was it New York? It was or the or was IZOD it? Center. Oh, the IZOD Center. Right, okay. And Madison Square Garden was where the Hall of Fame was. I will never forget when... That's um, where was. <laughs> When Dolph won the
2: title, my friend Darren, who I went to Mania with that previous day, called me, and he and I answered, and he didn't say anything. <laughs> and then I was like, "I know, bro, I know." Right. And then I just hung up the phone because we, we were we were kind of disappointed in that WrestleMania. It wasn't the greatest, but. It was close, and the tickets were not that expensive. Yeah. So and the set was really cool. They had the Statue <laughs> oh, of Liberty the
0: above the ring, and they had the, the the bridge back there. I think that was a really cool way to set up that stadium.
2: Plus, I'm a huge East Coast hip hop fan, so oh, I, really, okay. I really liked um, P Diddy's
1: performance. P Diddy, okay, yeah. P Diddy puts on he, he's he sucks as a rapper, <laughs> but he puts on great performances, though. I will say that he Absolutely. he
0: understands yeah. putting on a show, and that's what uh, the business of pro wrestling is about. We we put on a show, you Absolutely. know. We do it all the time. Um, what do you have for uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast? What, do you, what does Hashtag Pat
1: Anthony want to put out there into the world? Wait. Go ahead. Oh, Before, Big Ugly. Yeah, yeah, i am saying you got something. I just got something. So, just real quick, I just want to know, just to wrap up this reality era thing. We're in the reality air. Can we get out of the reality era, or are we just stuck with this for the rest of time, just as far as pro wrestling? Is I, it done?
2: I think we're stuck with it. I absolutely do because social media is becoming the new modern people registry for the entire world. Right. And like I've said, that gives that direct line and it's not and it's not going away. And until it goes away, the reality era is not going away. It's as simple as that.
0: That makes sense. I mean yeah. the more more Facebooking, the more Twittering, the more we get out there Snapchatting, all this stuff, the bigger and better it gets and the more voices can be heard. Uh, comments can be seen, likes, dislikes, happies, emojis, all kinds of stuff. By the way, the tights that Pat Anthony has, um, <laughs> I tell you yeah, what, there's, the emojis, yeah. there's emojis on there, and I saw the poop emoji on there. <laughs> right by was, the butt. Right <laughs> by the butt, and I was just like, man, you know what? He's really living living this, and I love it. I really do. I mean, you know, I just say, hashtag Pat Anthony, and that, that segues into what does hashtag Pat Anthony want to put out there into the world? Um, really, just follow me. I just got to. I just got to get more followers out there, and uh,
2: I'll have new shirts coming out soon. There'll be uh, the Sultan of Snapchat, the Pharaoh of Facebook, the Titan of Twitter, and the Instigator of Instagram. Wow, get those shirts coming out
0: soon. Remember Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies? Kind of had like that. He was had all those names leading up to it. That's what I'm thinking about. You are the now. I don't want you to die in the ring, but I want you are the (laughs) Apollo Creed. I want you to be the you know. You're going to be that guy. I'm telling you what. That's fantastic. I
2: I'm really, I'm really just want to get out there just, just, just support indie wrestling. Um, support all types of professional wrestling. These guys are going out there for a hot dog and a handshake, and they're busting their asses for you. Um, just, just support them. Whether you like them or you don't like them, come out and check out a show because we really enjoy what we do for them. We really enjoy going out there and entertaining and putting our bodies on the line. That's what we do.
1: And I, and I would definitely agree with that. Like, uh, you know, Mike knows that Faith No More 2 was my first indie show. And I thought it was great. And I can tell that, you know, the performers in there really enjoy And they're trying to bet, you know, I, some people might think that, like, oh, you know, it's got to always be about WWE and your TNAs. But it's like, no, indie wrestling doing the same thing. You can see it all, you know. And you the can see it light, live, right, face right. up, right in yeah, front of you for exactly. like
0: a great ticket price and yeah. all that kind of stuff in your in your neighborhood. And, and you get, you get uh, to know, you get to know these guys and
2: girls who are going out there and putting their bodies on the line. That's what the whole point of the intermissions are—to go out there and get a meet and greet with these guys for free with the with the price of admission. And that's very it's very intimate, and I it always is. and I always love that aspect of
1: it.
0: Yeah, and I was uh, I was in at t Stadium, hundred one thousand people. That was awesome for WrestleMania. But I tell you what, I was like, it was I was a speck in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was involved, and there was like I said, hundred one thousand people. You know, you get to an indie show, a couple hundred, you know, up to a thousand, which is great. But it is very intimate. Did you uh, Did you get in late? I know they had a lot of issues oh, getting. Oh man, people we in talked late. about this too. Did it, you go too? I didn't go, but he we was talking about it right on the yeah. pod. It's one of our first podcasts. So I got to the building at you know like two their time. Uh, and the pre-show started at five their time, um, and it took me three and a half to four hours to get into the building. Oh, my God. I mean, and the pre-show was actually going on when I, I came in the building. The first thing I actually physically saw right in front of me was Lita giving the announcement that it's going to be the new women's championship. Okay. So I didn't see the first two matches. I got to see the Usos and the Dudleys. Um, Yay! But uh, <laughs> I got nothing to get the Usos and the Dudleys, but it was kind of just like thrown in there to get them on the show. We you had already it.
2: seen it in two, two pay-per-views previously. Yeah, and
0: that was a seven-and-a-half-hour show from beginning oh to
1: end. God. It was, it was long. long. It was so it was long. Yeah,
0: And then you think The Rocks got the promo, and I'm like, damn, and they haven't had the Battle Royale yet. And the Battle Royal was actually the come-down match, if you want to put it in the psychology. But it, I'll tell you what, it was a long show. Well,
2: if you remember WrestleMania 20, they mm.
0: told us... Ahead of time, this is a five hour show.
2: Right. It is going from seven till midnight. Right. So we were able to prepare ourselves right. for it. They did not tell us it would <laughs> be a five hour show. No. If you remember, they said special start time seven o'clock for a four hour spectacular. Right,
0: exactly. So you're thinking seven, four, seven eleven. Eleven. Good. That show went off at eleven fifty five, <laughs> and it started at five. Yeah, because the pre show started at five. The kickoff show is as, as oh they call my it. goodness. So that's a long time for pro wrestling, even for somebody that's, that's a lot of fans. That's right. a lot of stuff. I mean, but like I said, that, I was a speck in that crowd, and I loved being in that crowd. I had a, I had a seat right there near the entranceway. It was beautiful, um, but. You know, come to indie wrestling, like Hashtag Pat Anthony said, because you're going to see guys that maybe they're aspiring to be in the WWE, maybe they're aspiring to do all the, all the indie shots they can do, but they're basically putting their heart and soul out there for you. And I got to say, like, 95% of them, some of them go in there, just go through the motions. You know, that, you get that in every business. But I'd say most of them know what they're doing, and they're doing it for the fans that are right in front of you.
2: For the, for the indie wrestlers who really take this seriously, yeah, we are building... Our own brands our own personal brands and going out there and putting our brands out there that that's what it's all about and it's all about how you build that brand and who knows you might you might come to an ewa show and see a future wwe champion you might go to a ring of honor show and see a future wwe hall of famer that that's it's all about taking those steps
0: That's a great way to look look at it
2: Absolutely We are building our own brands Hashtag Pat Anthony is a brand
0: That's right and it's a brand that I'm going to continue to follow. I tell you that much. <laughs> and hopefully, with this Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, you know we'll be able to share it through all of your forms of social media, so you can get yourself out there, share your brand, and uh, hopefully, Dirty Ugly Wrestling goes a little higher uh, than that. Big Ugly, what else you got for hashtag? Uh, Pan Dirty Anthony? Mike, I just got two Before more this questions. Into a sure. right, yeah,
1: two more questions. #Hashtag Pat Anthony. So, favorite rest, uh, favorite match, and uh, biggest influence in wrestling.
2: Okay. Favorite match. Um, Storyline wise, I would have to say my favorite match would be Bret Hart versus uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin for WrestleMania 13. That's That's a a a good choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I thought that that was as close to a perfect match as you will ever see in this
0: business. Um, Gotta agree with that one. I love that match. And, I am, and I the color t- at the end, you know, uh, that that just added that into image, it, you yeah. know what I mean? That image
2: of him ah, yeah, with the, through the, the teeth, will, thing, yeah. that is an image that will, you can't really show that nowadays, but that, Black and that white, image yeah, will, but will show it. That'll hold
0: a whole test of time. But, but you'll oh, never man. forget it. Yeah, you'll never you ever forget yeah. it. Um, that was almost 20 years ago now.
2: Now I'm tied between that match and the uh, TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. Okay. Um, Absolutely amazing. Those guys went out there and just...
0: That's the one where Jeff Hardy took the 20-foot spear off the ladder from Edge. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, if that, you remember, that's that's before he did that, he there was
2: ladders, and he tried to tippy-toe over the ladders.
0: Right. Ladders we just, were set what up what I, in the middle of the I, ring, and what, he was walking on top of the ladder. What
2: laps. I heard from from an interview he did, uh, he, was, he had the ladder set up, and he was going to tippy-toe across each ladder. Grab the title. Bubba Bubba Ray was gonna come and grab the ladder from under him, and then set up for the spear, and then it would set up for Edge's spear. Okay. Um, it didn't quite work out that way, but then the spear happened, and you forgot about everything that was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it was just great. And I think the two shots that stick out for me, um, that will stick in my head for the, for the rest of my life, are the spear, mm-hmm. which I sometimes steal if I ever do ladder matches, um, <laughs> and and the shot of Stone Cold with the blood, and those will hold with me forever. And uh, I, forever. I, I started watching wrestling late in the in the New Generation era. WrestleMania 12 was actually the first wrestling
0: events wrestling events i ever watched that was where the ultimate warrior returned after several years faced triple h in the squash match yes yeah
1: what is it with you and wrestlers and memories man like how do you guys remember this, this stuff? guy oh just, my, my,
0: my god man. i am
1: full
2: of useless wrestling knowledge and facts like i can tell you where every wrestlemania has been what the attendance was what the main event was it's
0: it's all useless now. That was one of our first conversations backstage at one of those uh, other professional wrestling events. We were talking about WrestleMania, talking about the venues and the main yeah. events. And I was like, this guy's an encyclopedia. Like, I mean, and yeah. we're going to get along real well just because <laughs> we get just talk ever on uh, pro wrestling. Yeah. And I know, I know you got into it a little later than that. But, I mean, you're, you're remembering things of that. But i tell you what. It, things stick with you. That's what pro wrestling should mm-hmm. be doing. Moments. Moments stick Moments with you. Moments out of a story. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that stuff. Now, let me at, let
2: me ask you. Uh um, what was what is your favorite
1: wrestling match of all ooh. time? That is a great question. And uh I don't know. I don't know if I actually have ever thought about it. Really? I don't yeah, I don't think I've ever actually thought about uh, my favorite match. Now I on just asked you that question yeah. and you said you didn't know. What was
2: the first match that popped up in your head because that's your favorite?
1: There you go. It was oh first match popped up in my head was the- Pat Anthony against Jason Drake <laughs> Faith No More too.
2: I knew it. I really appreciate the accolades,
0: my friend. He's right. He's right. <laughs> He's got it. He's it's stuck it with you. Point. It tells a story.
1: Oh man, I love it. That was fantastic. I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I would say uh, first first match. Um, I would probably have to give it to uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon the second ladder match. SummerSlam. Oh, SummerSlam. Yeah. Okay, that's one, a very yeah.
0: underrated match. Yeah.
1: That was, because the first yeah. one
0: was so highly yeah. publicized, and, and the second one kind of gets thrown under the mat. But the second one was great. That's why Sean took that uh, crazy bump over the top rope uh, in the first five minutes of the match and oh, yeah. almost uh, stopped the match right there. But uh, he went on. You know what sticks out for me in that match? He uh, Doc Hendricks, Michael P.S. Hayes, was doing an outside of the ring. He was doing a like a promotion for some Shawn Michaels merchandise. And Shawn came out of the ropes, and he actually took the hat off of his head, put it on his head, threw it, took the glasses, and he sort of played with them before the match. I don't know why that sticks out with me, but it
2: does. What will always always stick out about that SummerSlam ladder match is the commentary by Doc Hendricks. uh, Oh, yeah. Michael Hayes. Come on, Razor! Come on, on, Shawn! Shawn. Come on, Razor! Come on, Shawn! I actually did not watch that match until because Shawn Michaels is my favorite of all time, and I'll, t- my favorite, and I'll tell you why. Because, um, like I said, the first show I ever watched was WrestleMania, WrestleMania twelve, and um, him and Brett. Him and Brett. and for my birthday that year, my mom got me a it was a Coliseum video of Ooh. Shawn Michaels matches, and the first time I ever saw that SummerSlam ladder match was on
1: that. 60 minute tape I think we have the same tape We do the have the same tape Because I think What was on there was It was that match It, it was, was a match With Owen Hart Owen Hart It was for it was, to, to face Bret so, at, yeah, at Wrestlemania Yeah to face Bret At Wrestlemania
2: Some random match Against Yoko on Raw Yes Yep um,
1: And Tatanka Yes, a match against yes. We, it was the same tape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's where my mind went when you asked me. Like, it went back to that tape. Because That was the wow. first wrestling tape I yes. ever had. Yeah. That was my first wrestling <laughs> tape I ever had. We're going to get along yeah. just fine. Hashtag
0: VHS. Yeah. Uh, we'll Hashtag <laughs> Coliseum video. video. I miss it, man. Jack Tunney, Coliseum Video. Do you video. remember
2: um, the video game tips? They would give after those, ma- after, after those absolutely. games? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What was after that? Was it WrestleMania, the arcade game?
0: They I think would it might have been. Th- yeah, I believe yeah. so.
1: Yeah. Wow. All that uh, 8 16-bit <laughs> yeah. stuff and oh, arcade, great. big arcade box games. Yeah. I love
0: that stuff, man. WrestleFest.
2: Oh, oh man. I'm going to go play WrestleFest tomorrow. You know, they have it at Timeline Arcade in Hanover.
0: They do? They do. Man i got to do that. Yeah. I,
2: I love It's that. like $10 an hour, and I'll just sit there. Well, it's like tw- $10 an hour to play all their old score arcade games, but it's $20 all day. I will pay the $20, spend an hour at WrestleFest, beat the game like two or three times, and then I'll go around and do my <laughs> It's between WrestleFest and Pinball Alley. I don't know if, if any of you all have been to Timeline Arcade. Go check them out. Uh, it it's sounds a great good. price. Um, it's, it's a great deal they have going up there. They also have one in York, Pennsylvania, for all you Pennsylvania
0: DUW fans. Um, and we have them too. They're yeah. out in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're spreading. We're spreading here. At Dirty, yeah. ugly wrestling. This is great. Yeah, man, it's great been stuff. a great uh, conversation. Hashtag Pat Anthony. Thank you for coming by. And oh, we anytime appreciate I'd love to yeah. do this again. Please
1: come back to the magic. Yeah, we uh, yeah. come back to the magic. We can mansion. talk more old Shawn Michaels. About it. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. have a
0: whole podcast yeah. on the Heartbreak yeah. Kid. Let me tell you. Well, do we have a few minutes? Go, let, let's, let's go ahead. Let's okay. do Go ahead, It's our podcast. Um, let
2: me ask you. What's your favorite EWA match of all time?
0: Oh, you're asking me, Dirty Mike. I'm AKA asking you, Dirty Mike, Mike
2: EWA match of all
0: time. Jason Drake and hashtag that No. Uh, <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic match. But um, I have got to say that uh, one of the last matches that I got a chance to referee for, and that was um, uh, Sean Cannon. Uh, right. Versus Desert Storm for the EWA Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Um, and actually, uh, Sean Cannon won uh, after six long years. He did win mm-hmm. the EWA Championship in that match. And I just was a fan of... Again, the story being told and understanding the history of Sean Cannon. It, you you keep going off all over there, hashtag petanthony. You are following. More followers are following you as we're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Um, but knowing the stories between the two guys and knowing how well the two guys worked individually and together, just it was very hard not to keep slapping the mat harder um every single time and i knew to keep my pacing and i knew to keep the story going and everything like that but i think that was overall my favorite ewa match um i know you you've been there for a couple of years so you were there uh, i believe that I night i was i was in the ring and i celebrated with him when you won the title you sure did um and i was very proud to, and there's a good picture of that when i actually handed the title to him and he was actually on his knees and and he was looking up like i did it i did it and now he has gone on to do some different things in the business you know more Mm -hmm. power to sean cannon um absolutely great things he loves to do but he built that story that legacy for himself he was in that company for six years um he was part of the creative process at times the training process i just loved being able to help culminate that story with him and absolutely sean is
2: is a great is a great talent i've always liked working with him and the few times that i have um Sha- Sean Cannon can rub a lot of people the wrong way, but he will be the first one to tell you that because he's very blunt and honest. But honestly, mm-hmm. I take every advice that he ever gave me deep to my heart because the man watches. He watches everything. Mm-hmm. He watches. He watches Japanese wrestling. He watches Mexican wrestling. He watches American wrestling, and he's very. I'm very toned to pay attention to the little things. Mm-hmm. Sean Cannon does pay attention to the little things, and if that rubs the. Wi- people the wrong way, so be it. He's doing big things now and
0: then I can't be any happy for him. Absolutely. I agree with that, and and Desert Storm no slouch either. You know, big guy, six foot nine, six foot ten, two hundred and eighty pounds. You're a Desert Storm fan. I am a Storm fan. Big ugly. I know. I mean, he interrupted one of our right Storm Crew sixteen. He interrupted one of our first first podcasts when he had kidnapped a white woman and yeah, I had her uh, detained down at the uh, EWA Pro Wrestling School, the Pain Factory. I love EWA, but you see, look,
2: just if you just look at the history of what has gone down in EWA, it is absolutely off the wall. And and very and sometimes very offensive, but you know what, the butts are coming in the door. They are, and if the butts stop coming in the door, like I said, they'll change their content accordingly. But what they're, they're it's working,
0: and it is working, and it's a lot of fun. It's I a mean, lot of fun, you know. Um, we, we're gonna roll with it. Summer Sizzler's coming up. Uh, Big Ugly. I, I know I, we we're trying to keep this one podcast this time. You know, yeah. we had to split the last yeah. one into two. We're, we're never successful. We're <laughs> never successful. That's what SoundCloud, and we're yeah. going to keep uh, spreading uh, our branches and doing different things, but, uh, you know, it, it's been a pleasure. What, what else? What, what else we got while well, we, we got the Zoom recorder on? What else we got? Okay. Favorite non-EWA. Favorite wrestling match of all time for you. Oh, for me? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as you can see, I have an extensive collection over there of different things, and there's a lot of wrestling on the bottom there, but if I had to go back to a match that I watched all the time, um, I And this might be a cliche, but it's absolutely true. Because um, it's actually when I started watching Wrestling in the Business. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. Mm, absolutely. I, had, I was watching that show when I first started watching wrestling as a teenager. I was watching that show for Hogan and Andre. I knew it was coming at the end. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And then towards the middle of that show, they had Savage and Steamboat. And that match... I loved all the back and forth. I loved the story that was being told leading into it. I loved the outside uh, interference that happened a little bit here and there. I loved the distraction of the referee. I mean, everything was just point in that match. I could not be happier. I could go back and watch that. And every time I hear Jesse Ventura saying, this is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it is. It really is. Well, absolutely. That match, that match would stand the
2: test of time today. And what they were doing back then was so revolutionary and so quick paced and very, just fluent and that would stand the test of time today. And that's why it was so over the top and awesome, what thirty years
0: ago? Yeah, it really was, and I loved it. I, I I was hooked all the way through that match, and it was just back and forth and back and forth. And then the roll up came out of nowhere. Out and of nowhere. I was like, dude, it, that's good old how... ri- the good old Ring of Honor finish. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's true, man. I tell you um, what, that's, I've, but that's I've always favorite.
2: said, Hogan and Andre sold the show. Yep, but um, Savage and Steamboat stole it. That's and, right, um, and it kind of sucks. We did we ever get that
0: rematch between those two? Was that the only time they uh Savage and Steamboat? Yeah, I know they faced each other. I don't know if it was a rematch from that, but they faced each other. Of course, beforehand, I am sure to they faced each other in like house shows or uh, like, right, right. Of that yeah. live nature. events. But they never really put it on major wwe television yeah so because i think steamboat was actually transitioning over to what was then the nwa into wcw at that point in time and savage was going up on his big singles push and also with the mega powers back and him and hulk hogan um and then his big singles push after that as well for the wwe champ wwe uh, fc i'm wearing the shirt check that out (laughs) (laughs) are they about
2: to lock up
0: They're about to lock up one there. For all you Dirty dirty, Ugly Wrestling podcasts, my man Mikey D
2: has a shirt of two pandas. (laughs) This is not the one you see... Scrolling on social media with the, with the chair. No, these two pandas are about to lock up. The bell just rang. The referee did the whole bring the hands in thing. They are about to collar tie-up and chain wrestle, and it's great. It
0: does say WWF, <laughs> and this is the real WWF. No World Wildlife <laughs> Fund here. But uh, I tell you what, there's another one where there's a ring, and uh, one's laying on the uh, floor of the ring, and the other one's on the top rope ready to drop the big elbow. But a- as we talk about the pro wrestling, uh, the lockup is very essential in telling a story in a pro wrestling business. So... This is, is a good shirt to build into what we're talking about here. Are uh, Are you guys gonna check out UFC tonight? Oh yeah, we were oh, talking about yeah, that when man. you came in yeah. here. So let's get let's give hashtag Pat Anthony's thoughts. You and I were talking. Yeah, we talked about it. So what do you think? about Go tonight? for it. Whatever I, you want to talk about.
2: I'm 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 just looking forward to it. Misha Tate is my favorite UFC fighter. Okay, she is a little bulldog, and that thing and that fight she had against Holly Holm. Was one of the greatest fights I had ever seen. Absolutely, um, that was a great and fight, and I love her. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a shoot. That is a shoot. Um, um, so now that is the main event. That tonight. is now
2: the main event, and I couldn't be happier for happier for either of them. I am um, very excited. I, I think for the Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt match, I think I am more excited to hear Brock come out to his WWE theme. So he is going to come out he to his yes! That's, yes! awesome That's what we're talking about. <laughs> To his
0: WWE theme tonight. That is really smart cross-promotion. I'm oh, going to tell absolutely. you what. Man, I tell you what, I, I'm excited about that, and he's going to come out, to, and I'm, all I'm going to think in my head is Taz going, well, here comes the pain, you yeah. know, and things like that, and man, it's going to be tough. I don't care what anybody says. This thing with Brock and doing both things,
2: this is damn good business. It is That's good is. business. This, this can only do good things, and, and you know, someone from UFC is going to come back, and or come into WWE and make a name for themselves, whether it be a temporary thing, CM Punk. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that earlier, too. Um... But I'm looking forward to that. I I'm looking forward to. Tell me about what, what do you feel about John Jones? Jones? He screwed up. He absolutely screwed up. You know, he, he, he pulled the Roman Reigns. He, uh, well, he pulled the Roman Reigns, and he deserves every little bit of backlash that comes to him. Amen. And um... now it hasn't been it hasn't been convicted of failing the drug test. But it got out there. Though. But it got out there, yeah. and in order to save their publicity, he he dropped the ball, man. This is the biggest UFC event in the company's history. Will
0: we ever see Jones and Cormier again? Will we ever see
2: that, if we if we do that fight? If we do, it won't be for UFC because I think Dana White has had it with John Bones Jones, especially uh, when it comes to this fight. Do you think so? <laughs>
1: I don't even well, think he's going to I think get... they were saying if, if he is really, like, suspended, it could be, like, for up to two years, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, in fighting terms, like, that's a long time and be like, oh. Who
2: knows? Yeah. Dan Cormier down the line, and next year or so could have a career-ending injury.
0: That happens, and we might never be able to see that fight. This is the closest we've gotten to seeing that fight again, and yeah. I tell you what, it, it, to knock out a couple days before, and then it's over. Now, we thought that that was just going to get scratched, but now Cormier has an opponent. He does. What do you think about Silva? The spider. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. We don't see Silva going over at all. Uh, we, we, we see yeah. Cormier winning this match, but it is a non-title fight. It's a non-title fight. And um, Silva, Silva's had, what, two, three days? Both of them have had, like, two, three days to prepare for this. Two,
1: Silva's had about two days. He he said publicly that he hasn't really been training for a fight, but he has been in the gym. And he's coming off of uh, less than two months of surgery. I th- what do you I, think? I think Cormier is going to win. Okay, uh, I, I will say, let's see.
2: It's a two, it's a, three round it's fight. a three round fight. Three uh, round fight. I will give it two rounds and knockout, submission, tap out. I think he's going to tap him out. I think Anderson Silva's going to get blown up way too fast. He has three days to train for this. It takes four to five months to get in sort
0: of shape for a fight. Mm-hmm. Could Silva deliver that knockout blow that we've seen from a couple of different competitors in UFC and just surprise everybody? If he, if he
2: gets, we can, anything can happen. That's no. the beauty of UFC and mixed martial arts as that anything can change with one single punch. And... And I just I can't wait.
0: That's gonna be exciting, that's <laughs> gonna man. be great. It, it's it's one it's a it's a stacked card. I mean, sometimes you know you get the undercard, you get the pre-show on Fox Sports One. Even with um, the
2: even with the John
0: Bones Jones thing being out,
2: he, this this is one of the most stacked cards you'll ever see in UFC.
0: And I think it's a testament to uh, you know, and now they're putting Misha Tate and um, Nunez in that main event. St- that they belong there. Oh, they absolutely. deserve that a hundred percent. Absolutely.
2: Look at the numbers, Ronda Rousey. And Misha Tate pull in and tell me anything different. Amen. Misha Tate is pulling in close to numbers of a light heavyweight title fight or a heavyweight title fight, right. because the fans love her and they love the bulldog aspect of her, and she's proven it every time. She's the she's the uh,
1: bantamweight champion. Right. So now we got Chris Cyborg in a mix too, who wants to fight for the women's championship. Which I feel like, if she fights, she's just going to beat whoever she goes up against. What do you guys think about her? Um, if she can keep weight, and
2: I'd love to see the I'd love to see the Ronda Rousey fight that we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, that's but what it's I a weight, but yeah. it's a weight
0: issue, right? And well, they've been kind of skirting away from that here and there in the UFC. You know, guys in different weight classes coming up, coming down. You know, fighting in different weight classes. So, I mean, that's not a locked, set in stone thing.
1: No, it's not a locked, so, set in
2: stone thing, and they can have their rules for fighting in different forms of uh, weight classes but it all comes down to the Nevada State Athletic Commission and what they allow also this is true
0: and New York and I I can't wait to see UFC go to Madison Square Garden wow that's going to be huge that's going to be great Man, um, I tell you what, are you are you a fan of? Uh, well, well, who's your favorite uh, UFC? I mean, you've been watching. Obviously, you know what's uh, you've been watching. What is your favorite? Uh, either favorite competitor, favorite fight in UFC.
2: My favorite competitor of all time is Forrest Griffin. Okay, I love Forrest. For, I love Forrest awesome. Griffin. The rivalry he had with Tito Ortiz, Tito, which I think was very underrated. I think I thought they put on three. Their two fights were great. Their third fight was okay. Their second, their their first fight they had. In Vegas, in front of only like a couple, like a thousand people. Yeah, it was very underrated. I think it was personally one of my favorite UFC fights of all time. I think Forrest got robbed on that fight. I think, think this is so? like UFC like sixty. Yeah, a long like, time. Was... Like at least at least ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and then they had a second fight, but that and then Forrest won, and then Forrest eventually won the rubber match. Mm-hmm. But that is a rivalry that I will never forget. Forrest Griffin and Tito Ortiz. And um, And then he had to lose the Light Heavyweight title three months later (laughs) to Rashawn Evans. Uh,
0: But um, yeah, Forrest Griffin will be my all-time favorite UFC fighter. Awesome. So when you're listening to this Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, uh, more than likely the UFC event will have happened Mm -hmm. already. Um, So make sure to comment, uh, send emails, send everything like we were talking about earlier. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts about it, and we want to hear your thoughts about Hashtag Pat Anthony. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts about EWA Pro Wrestling, and we want to just come back in a couple weeks and do this again. Um, and, yeah, you're welcome back anytime, man. Anytime. Absolutely, man. I'd love hashtag to come. Hashtag come to the mansion with cheesesteaks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. But uh, Big Ugly, what Why do you are got? are you just playing? You want to get some cheesesteaks? No, well, we can do cheesesteaks. <laughs> you heard the ones with the gun show. You said you can lift them and you can use them,
1: yeah. them as well as uh, for calisthenics and stuff. Hey man, I'm done. You know me. It's time. It's time to roll off into the sunset. We man. can put this all in yeah. on one podcast. You I'm, think? I'm hoping so. That's why I'm not gonna keep talking. I don't know how long we got, but I tell you yeah. what, it's been a great
0: conversation, and that's why we do this because we love talking about the business and all kinds of different business, and we love being partnered with EWA and hashtag Pat Anthony. Been waiting a long time to get you on here. Thank Absolutely. you very Thank much. You. Come back anytime, and and you tell your social media ambassador Violet, um, she's welcome as well. Um, you know, but I know uh, this is why we got water on the table. Cause I know she's going to throw it at somebody. I <laughs> said that. And so we're going to keep a water away from her, but, um, thanks very much for coming on dirty, ugly wrestling. We appreciate it. Um, uh, we say something at the end. We we're going to do it again. Right. No, no Wait, oh, we're, we're not right. We're, we're, right, not, we're not, not wrong. wrong. We're, we're just, just fans. fans. Right. Yeah. Hashtag. We're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. That's a long yeah. hashtag. Get it trending. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they're not right.
2: They're not wrong. They're just fans. Trending. T-shirts
0: coming. Podcast. T-shirts and merchandise um, coming. Wear it to the ring. Oh hey, hey, I like that. Me yeah, to that. Appreciate it. You that is the ugly um, wrestling podcast <laughs> shirts. I will wear one to the ring. That's the best sponsorship right there. <laughs> so everybody, take care. We'll see you again. We'll say it one more time. Three, two, two. one. Deuces. Deuces.